It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 168, entitled Spudling While Singing Kumbaya. It was recorded on Monday the 21st of June 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and as always, I'll be joined by Paul Lacey, my co-host, and this week by Bob Dunn and Robert Jacoby as we talk about the WordPress news, and there never fails to be lots of WordPress news. WordPress 5.8 is just around the corner, and so we talk about how to get involved in the beta program for that. I recorded a podcast episode over on WP Tavern with Dan Maybe. We talk about Dan's contributions and how much of a legend he is. We also get Robert's take on the Cloudways and Patch Stack merger. Well, it's not a merger, it's more of a partnership. And Robert, working for Cloudways, is the expert to talk about that. Paul takes us through his thoughts on Oxygen's recent update to 3.8. And we also talk about the fact that, well, apparently the WordPress ecosystem's combined worth is over half a trillion dollars. Phenomenal. Paul also shows us a new plugin which helps us take care of those pesky notifications in the WordPress admin. And finally, two new services have launched this week to help you if you are trying to sell your WordPress business. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This Week in WordPress was brought to you by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Tests in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, and the WordPress block editor. Go check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be in the world. It's very, very nice to have you with us. I'm always nervous to say anything at this point, Paul, because I don't know if you've noticed, the audio for the first 10 seconds is diabolically bad when you replay it. And I've no idea what that is. By now, I'll sound completely normal. But for the first 10 seconds, it'll sound like that. Don't don't beat yourself up so much, Nathan. It's, you know, it's not me. <laughs> StreamYard. It's definitely the tech. Anyway, this week in WordPress, I think we're on episode 168, something like that. Very nice if you've made the effort to join us. I appreciate it. You will see a star-studded panel. Well, apart from, you know, me and Paul can uh, probably step out of that. But um, we've got some absolutely lovely guests for you today. And I'm going to let uh, my good friend, Paul Lacey, who joins me each week as the co-host, introduce everybody today. So over to you, Paul. Thanks, Nathan. Well, if you listen to WordPress, and by that, I mean, listen to podcasts or live streams or anything like that, then you should have heard the the voices of the two panelists we've got today. So because they are legends in podcasting and streaming and all that kind of stuff. And Bob there is laughing as if he's not, but we all know, we all know you guys have been around doing this and giving value to the community for a long, long time. And uh, so we're very appreciative that you both come on the show at the same time as well, which is actually just a happy accident as well. So that's awesome. Um, so to give you an actual introduction to who you are, we've, first of all, we've got Bob Dunn, who is a publisher, a podcaster, and a connector at dothewoo.io. And uh, you have a, you've got a number of podcasts, right? You've got your your main podcast, or, and you've also got your 
do the Woo podcast, and you've also you also run some meetups now as well, of which Robert is part of that one as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually it's. <laughs> I'm always changing, so you know that's good. You're yeah. um, you're bringing that up. I, I yeah, I run uh, the Do the Woo podcast is primarily it for now, and then I have a news podcast for WooCommerce as well. And my live feed events are actually going to become part of the podcast because just for various reasons. So essentially, I do two episodes a week of Do the Woo. Awesome. We've also got Robert Jacoby, who is now the director of WordPress at Cloudways. And Robert's also ran 3.5% of the internet with 20 years of experience as an open source executive, entrepreneur, and evangelist, and also works with SMBs to Fortune 500 companies as a strategist and analyst. He also reports news and provides opinions in daily newsletters on his new site, robertjacoby.com. Robert, what's this about 3.5% of the internet? Oh, uh, I was running Joomla at one point, the the baby sibling to WordPress these days. Um, It's no longer at 3.5%, unfortunately, but uh, it was my sort of gateway drug into the greater open source CMS universe. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I did a podcast recording last week with David Wormsley, and it was about numbers, just WordPress numbers, of which there's a lot, actually. And uh, not just the number of installs and things like that, but, yeah, it was was quite curious. The whole Drupal Joomla thing came up, and they do appear to be that the curve is sort of slowly going down, whereas the WordPress curve seems to be just ever on the ascendancy. I'm fully expecting that if you follow the trend, by 2048, we'll have 160% of all internet uses will all be on WordPress. You know, more more people will be using WordPress than there are people actually on the planet. Yeah, it's uh, the bots, the bots CMS of choice. That's right. Maybe. That's right. Yeah. The robots will be installing WordPress. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point, actually. Anyway, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. We've got about uh, just over an hour and 20 minutes or so ahead of us. We're going to talk about the WordPress news for this week, as we always do. Just to let you know that um, if you want to sort of follow the things that we do, uh, you can do that over at wpbuilds.com. You can see right at the top there is a way that you can subscribe to our newsletter or you can use the subscribe link just here um, and that will give you the opportunity to do that. We do this show every Monday. If by any chance you miss it, it comes out. It's repurposed as a audio podcast and we put the video out and uh, in fact there's just far too many wheels uh, to do with when it's republished on Tuesday but basically you don't worry if you missed it live you can watch it again tomorrow and then I do an episode with my good friend David Wormsley interviewing people and so on and so forth that comes out on a Thursday but 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 enough of that let's get on with the WordPress news I'm going to attempt to sort of introduce a proportion of them Paul will introduce a proportion of them and then the idea really is that we just facilitate the conversation and allow our guests to uh, to espouse their wisdom. So let's um, let's hope you guys have brought your wisdom with you with you this morning or this afternoon. First Didn't one, yeah. <laughs> Go and grab a coffee quickly, guys. If you, you've got about thirty seconds, um, 
WordPress 5.8 beta 2 has been released. That's our first one. We always try to do sort of the core stuff first. And uh, there's not really a lot to say about this other than if you can, if you're watching uh, live at the moment, you'll see that there are some uh, highlights here. The block editor, they've done various things to that. So they've added a type property to allow core to identify the source of the editor styles. And all really, now that we're getting very, very close to things being released, most of this is fairly technical and we're getting in the weeds a bit. The main message here really is if you are an advocate of WordPress and you are keen to see the project go forward, they need testing at this point to make sure that when 5.8 comes down and it is released outside of release candidate, that it's as bug free as possible. So right at the top of this page, the link for everything, by the way, will be in the show notes. You can see right at the top how you can get involved. So the more eyeballs that we can turn to that, the better. But 5.8 um, going to be a huge big release and uh, mooted for the next few weeks. I, I am just going to throw that one out. And I don't know if, I know that Paul and I follow it fairly closely. I don't know if Bob does or Robert does, but is there anything, if there's anything that you are keen to see coming out in 5.8, I'll just open the floor to, to the three of you. Oh, I'm just, any improvements in Gutenberg, uh, obviously full site editing, how that plays out. Um, I haven't had a chance to play with the betas. Uh, we say beta, not beta. <laughs> yeah yeah the full site yeah. editing thing seems to be the big the big yeah. ticket item that seems to be the thing most people are talking about um, yeah yeah for me it's my days of um beta testing are over i I've, I've become a regular user i did this with gutenberg when it came out so i no longer spend a lot of time i mean i listen and read and hear people talk about it and check it out that way and obviously talked on the podcast but when it comes out, I deal with it. And that's what I did with Gutenberg. I I waited till it came out and dove into it and moved on. And like Robert, I'm yeah, it's you know, it's moving ahead. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah, I think the full site editing thing is gonna be absolutely massive, but I know there's loads of stuff under the cover. Good good place to go and check out anything to do with WordPress, as always, is WP Tavern. They seem to seem to have a boatload of articles coming out all the time. Anything you're looking forward to, Paul? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the the improvements to the block editor. Um, I think for me, the block editor is just a replacement for the the, the tiny MCE editor. So I've 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 tried. You know, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, Nathan. I've tried a few sites building out with the blocks for everything, and it hasn't worked out for me very well yet. So I'm sticking with my favorite kind of stack, which tends to be Beaver Builder, Beaver Thema. Um, type approach because it just it's just mature and works for me and in all the scenarios whether it's my own sites or client sites I feel happy with that but I'm looking forward to the uh, the improvements to the user interface on the block editor because I do think yep. it's an improvement on the tiny MC editor but in terms of the the big um, headline the full site editing it's getting merged into core uh, but there is a good article on WTraven by um, Justin Tadlock who has tested this in terms of in terms of someone who's not actually probably in the core, he's probably tested this and released the results of his tests the most publicly out of probably anyone else that I'm aware of. And he's done he's been involved in most of the different rounds of testing with full site editing. And he does summarize in the end that it 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 is it is launching and isn't quite there. In fact, it's it's not there at all, actually, was kind of his summary that at the moment it's 
really quite a good tool for building out full page landing pages. So, you know, destroy the header, destroy the footer, build everything within there. In theory, you can you can build out sites, uh, but there's a lot of things that aren't included in this version of full site editing. So it's it's not really full site editing yet. It's 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 the first part of full site editing in core. And one of the things that is a little bit troubling is uh, some of the some of his things he's found out in terms of a user easily being able to get confused whether they're editing structure or content and ending up mixing the two. So one minute they think they're editing the content of their page, but it's so similar to when they're editing the structure of the page, like the header or the footer area or something, that someone could easily forget what they're doing and start adding content into templates. So that's the kind of thing I can see them cleaning up over time uh, because it will become apparent. There'll just be so many users having that problem. But it's it sounds like a really good uh, launch. Uh, whether you like Gutenberg or not, it's, it's there and they're making improvements to it. I'm not a huge fan, but I'm glad of the improvements. You flip-flop, don't you? One week it's... Right. And next week it's... Ooh. Do you know what it is? I'm really impressionable. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So whoever I hang, around, hang out with, I, I, I always like to listen to what people have got to say and try, try and help it form my opinions. And I think that we had um, Anne McCarthy on the show. And, we did, yeah. Yeah, and also Birgit. Uh, who are really, you know, involved in that side of things, and I got to hear their opinions and what they were doing and their reasons for this, and it and it pulled me towards getting in, you know, looking a bit deeper and stuff, and so I can see all the good that they're doing and why they're doing it and why they think it's a great thing, um, but it's been a while since I've spoken to them, so my, the other side of my <laughs> influence is pulling me back to the, you know, what I, I like it, it's it's all right, but it, it's. It's not for me. It's not for agency type people, in my opinion. Yet, that's but yeah. that's just my opinion. I'm Paul, trying I'm to get better. Bring you back to the light. It's it's you know block editor Gutenberg all the way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's your. It's you really are very bullish, aren't you? You're very very I, pleased. I've yeah. loved it since I first saw it. Whatever it was three yeah. years ago. Is that what that's what you're going to say. When I was three, <laughs> I was thinking, crikey, that beard has come on quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. one thing I, the one thing I was just going to add was real quick was I had Anne McCarthy on recently, not too long ago, maybe three or four episodes or three or four weeks back. And one of the things she did mention is that 5.8, I mean, everybody's all excited about it, but from the user standpoint, there's very little mm. they will see. It's more in the back end of what everybody yeah. else is seeing and how things work. She said 5.9 is actually going to be a lot bigger, and that's right. where you're going to see more of the things merge in. So, yeah, the roadmap until I think it's I think it's August and then December possibly. I can't remember the exact dates, but certainly by the end of this year, by the time we get into 2022, the uh, the intention from Josepha down is that it's going to be really a very very big change it's been a what did she call it she called it something like an aggressive roadmap or something like mm. that and i think i think she's sticking to it and most of what she wanted seems to be coming down the pipe anyway so that's really nice everybody's take on um on 5.8 that's lovely good release Let's move. i think yeah yeah release in and mm. thanks for bringing in that uh, justin tadlock piece as well you can find that over on the tavern um, speaking of the tavern, this is quite um, quite nice. It very it's unusual that 
we plug our own stuff and this isn't really my own well I, in a sense it's my own stuff because i recorded a a podcast episode with dan dan maybe um perhaps you know dan perhaps you don't but dan is he's from the uk and he's he really he runs a big orange heart i say he runs it that's it, it's a what do you call it robert in the in the us we call it a charity you call it a, is it a non-profit non-profit and dan is the executive director of big orange heart Thank you. I didn't want to get the words wrong, but uh, Dan started the, this charity in the UK, and very recently, for all sorts of reasons, it's become, uh, it's moved its um, credentials. I suppose it's where it's based over to the US, and but he still continues to do his work in in and around positive um, mental health and all sorts of other things in the remote work community, of which WordPress is a great big part. But he's also a a really big advocate of meetups and. He was at one point, this, this, when you say it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but he ran four meetups each month in different parts of the UK. And I know the UK is about the size of Rhode Island or something like that, but um, <laughs> it's not, it, you know, if you're going over to Liverpool and to Essex and to Suffolk and in London, he was probably clocking up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles a week, not to mention the time that he was giving up. And, you know, didn't really make blow his own trumpet or anything like that. Then when the whole COVID thing hit, he managed to get his team to do everything online. And I have to say the online stuff that they've put together, Robert can attest to this. I'm sure Paul could as well. The online platform that they've built to facilitate that event is absolutely fabulous. It's gained maturity over the course of the year. And now I'm just love going to those WordPress London meetups. So anyway, sorry, to blow your trumpet quite so much down. I know you probably won't like that. You'll probably be blushing. But um, I just wanted to say thank you. So we did a, a podcast episode that you can see on the screen. Um, you can find it over at WPTavern.com. Um, and it's you click the podcast link at the top, and it's episode number four. So I'd really like for people to go and listen to that episode. And then can you do me a favor? When you've listened to that episode, will you just search Dan out? and give him whatever feels like the right pat on the back, whether that's a tweet or an email or something, just go and, go and you know, pat him on the back. And he's, he's been receiving a little bit of that this week, and I think, he's, I think it's been quite nice. So anyway, there you go. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to talk about that episode, but if you did, go for it. Now's the time. I can just say uh, I know Dan as well, and uh, I owe him a couple of drinks, actually. Uh, last Do time you? I saw him, yeah, he, I was. A, I did a talk at London meetup before COVID, and he was buying everyone drinks and everything. So you know, I need to need to repay a couple of those. But he is a, a superhero in WordPress. I think that's yeah. that's all I'll say. He's just a superhero in, in WordPress, and we all massively appreciate him. And if you've been to any of the any of the London stuff, whether it's online, then he's probably had a part in your enjoyment of that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. Um, it's, it's curious because one of the things that came out of the episode that we recorded was although the, the software, you, you know, it's created by developers and volunteers and people seconded in and all of this kind of thing. It is interesting that it, it, it is about the people. And during the last year, I think even Josepha would have to admit that the, the whole isolation that everybody has been experiencing 
has impacted the, the development of the software because thing, events like WordCamps, which um, Dan is part of, are a key component in making the software move forward because you get little little breakout sessions and you get people meeting up for contributor day and you get people who just bump into each other in the corridor and come up with a you know and all of a sudden there's six people having a round table discussion about something which then actually turns into something six months later so yeah really interesting um okay so that was my my first bit the other bit that I wanted to mention, oh, good grief, Paul, you, you have, you've stuck another one in. This is, sorry, uh, I don't A bit more self-promotion. Yeah, I don't like the old self-promotion. Oh, um, but I was lucky enough to get these two people that you can see. It looks like what you're looking at now, doesn't it? It's really weird. I need to get um, different shirts at some point in my life. Right. <laughs> Robert, yeah. you're consistent. You're consistent. Oh, man. That's... <laughs> Look, get a I'm, screenshot of this. <laughs> I've totally got the same stuff on, and so have you. That's genius. <laughs> oh, that's, so, that's so embarrassing. But we we spoke to obviously Robert and um, Oliver Sild. Oliver Sild is the, the the guy behind what is now Patch Stack, um, formerly WebArcs, which is a security platform, kind of like a SaaS hybrid plugin. Uh, for I'm going to get that off the screen. I can't cope with looking at that. Um, and and really, Robert, I'm just dropping this in your lap. Tell us about the the partnership because it's not a merger, it's not an acquisition. This is just a straight up partnership between Cloudways and Patchstack. So tell us more. Yeah, just one of those old school things, you know, that people don't do anymore. <laughs> but uh, our goal was to you know help the WordPress you know ecosystem by contributing and partnering with Patchstack for, you know, open source uh, hooks and things into WCLI so people can integrate with different kinds of security solutions, getting um, plug-in theme updates, all that fun stuff. You know, we're obviously going to incorporate that work into our Cloudway stack, but none of that's proprietary that's going out to everyone because we believe that a more secure WordPress community is a better, healthier WordPress mm -hmm. community. I, I, although we spoke a lot, did it take long to? I don't, I don't know because you're you're recently to Cloudways. I'm curious. Did you did you step into the middle of that conversation, or was that a conversation that you started with Oliver after you you know you knew that you were taking on the role? So the answer is yes. So I've been talking with Oliver since actually before they did the rebrand from WebArcs to PatchStack, just independently interested in what they were doing, and. There, as I stepped into Cloudways, they had already had some very initial uh, discussions uh, with the patch stack team. Nice. So it was just a perfect moment in time. Ah, oh, lovely. Well, anyway, if you're curious, you can click on the link in the in the show notes, which I'll drop. Um, you can hear it all tomorrow, and click on the link and go and check out what uh, what Oliver and uh, Robert had to say. Right. Okay, Paul, you're up. Now we're talking about. Oh, uh, hold on. You totally missed, as part of Dan, that he's also putting together WordFest Live. You are so right. Thank you. Yeah, that is actually written on my sort of like little notepad here, and I've completely failed to do that. Let's go back. Let's yeah. rewind <laughs> a little bit and um, mention I've, I've lost that. that um, I've closed that site, but we'll just talk. We're back to Dan maybe a couple of minutes ago. 
WordFest Live is coming around. We have actually done a fairly decent job of promoting it over the last few weeks. We talked about their, you know, their call for speakers and sponsors and all that kind of stuff. Uh, in a minute, I'll try and put the uh, the link on the page as well. But uh, WordFest Live is starting fairly soon. I've forgotten the exact dates. Can you? Can anybody just off the top of their head give me the dates? July twenty three. Yeah. So we've got about sort of four weeks away fairly soon. Twenty four hour adventure. So some time zones will start a little bit earlier. So I'm trying to remember. Maybe in North yeah. America, you start on the 22nd. Um, but two hours Word, WordPress, everything. Let me go and put that up because it would be nice, right? WordFest Live. There we go. Found it. And that will no doubt tell us what we need to know. So here we go. Uh, dates are oh, 23rd of July. I think you got that right. Nice. Let me just accept that one. They've got, I think, six, I think he said 66 speakers. Um, and having run the 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 summit that i run which had i think 39 or something um oh, oh, <laughs> so yeah. many speakers but uh, it's going on for 24 hours so it begins if you like if you're living in new zealand then it'll start in that part of the world and then the events will move on if you wish you can just attend all 66 events well you can't attend all 66 because you can't be in two places at once but there's sort of two tracks 66 events and depending on which part of the world you're awakening there'll be events at that time they've got a great team of volunteers and helpers and i i think they are still looking for volunteers so if you go to the webpage which is at wordfest.live um, you'll be able to volunteer your services. And thank you, Robert, for rescuing me from myself. That was great. Um, Paul, Bob, anything about that? Uh, yeah, um, you were MC last year, weren't you? I was one of them, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually wasn't anticipating that because I had a couple of other things on, but I think something, I think somebody maybe was poorly or something, so I ended up stepping in and having a fabulous five hours or six hours with Wendy. Yeah. Um, Hussendevelt, and um, I so butchered that. I'm so sorry, Wendy. Um, and we 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 did the exactly what we're doing now. We went on Streamyard and introduced everybody, and it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Well, I wasn't going to be involved in this year's Wordfest, but I am now. Oh, um, I was invited to a small panel, which was really really nice. And um, Maya from GoDaddy uh, messaged me to say would I be interested in coming on this panel. And so, uh, and told me what it was about. I, I probably won't say what it's all about as as yet, but she did say, and um, this is true, uh, that uh, Dan. She said, "I said, uh, when will I know? You know, dates and times and stuff like that." And she said, "Dan, maybe we'll be in contact with you with you." And in my mind, I've had this joke all week, which was, "Well, could he confirm if he will be in touch with me or not?" <laughs> But the I rest of the story is true. Off. I've been holding that in until I was with a group of people who thought might appreciate it. And I know Dan would appreciate it. I'm sure he's had that one a number of times. So he probably doesn't appreciate it, actually. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the panel anyway. So because I was too, I was too kind of a bit tired to, to do a proper talk. But then I was invited on a panel. I was like, brilliant, fantastic. I can be involved. That's great. So really looking forward to it, actually. Because it I think was brilliant last year, brilliant. The level of um, the level of attention to yeah. detail is really remarkable. I mean, truly remarkable. And you you'll watch it if you attend, and you'll just think, "Oh, it's an online event." But just rest assured, it's really, really well put together. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that you will never see 
that's going on in the background. Um, and I won't bore you with the details, but it is remarkably well organized and every I has been dotted and T has been crossed. So, uh, so yeah, let's hope that it's going to be a really fun event. So go and check it out. Wordfest.live. That'd be nice. Yeah. Okay. Right, Paul. Now it's time right, for a bit, yeah. bit of plug-in news. A quick mention for a plug-in stroke theme. It's technically a plug-in, but it kind of operates like a theme, and it's Oxygen has just released version 3.8. Uh, we have spent a lot of time talking over the last six or so months um, about the block editor and full site editing and those kind of things. So uh, we know that there is another way. So there's obviously a kind of traditional way uh, building out sites with things like Genesis and there's things like what I do with Beaver Builder, Beaver Thema. And then Oxygen came along and Oxygen is something much more close to the concept of full site editing uh, without a page builder. It's not technically a page builder. It's more of an entire theme builder in one product. And a bit like full site editing, when you activate it, it takes over the whole thing. I'm not actually a user of Oxygen, but I know a lot of people are. And a lot of people really appreciate the level of detail they go in to make this an absolutely amazing product for all sorts of different people. And you'll see in the, the kind of change log, there are things around content editing that they've improved. There's things around dynamic data that they're improving, things around coding. And so you can ha have different kind of tags and wrappers and that kind of thing. Really good example of the other side of WordPress. So the open source project has to work in the way it works. It's open source, it has its processes, and that's how it goes. They can't just have two people or five people listening to a few customers and then make huge change um, based on that. Whereas a product like Oxygen is constantly in touch with its direct customers. So this Oxygen to me is kind of like what the future of full site editing might end up being in WordPress eventually, if it can get that good. Um, but yeah, for anyone who is um, using Oxygen or interested, 3.8 has just come out. There's some new features in there, so it's worth taking a quick look. So it's just a quick mention that uh, that's come that's come out, and um, a lot of people like it. It, it Oxygen, I think, is really cool, and mm. they focus so heavily on performance on the theme side. So I mean, that's also one of their sort of claims to fame. Uh, it is certainly more technical than like a Beaver Builder or Elementor. No argument there. It seems to be gaining a really, really devoted audience. Um, but, you know, the, the summit that I was a part of a couple of years ago, well, it wasn't a couple of years, it was almost a year ago, we ran the first one. And Oxygen was was mentioned far more than I anticipated much, much more, actually. And then this time around, so we decided to put more oxygen content in, and it went down really well. And it, it really does seem to have a tremendously devoted following, who, adherents who have... And, and the other nice thing, it doesn't seem to get criticism. It, it doesn't seem that it's made That's people true. weary yeah. of it, if you know what I mean. And that tends to be the case, doesn't it? After a period of time and features go in, people start to, oh, it's bloated and all of this and all of that. And, and we don't seem to have that. People who are using it seem to be entirely happy with it. Um, well, I, I think part of that is just the appeal to a subset of you know WordPress developers. Mm, it's, it's, yeah. It's not trying to, I don't think, be everything to everyone. I don't think it'll ever try for that mark per se. I, you know, it's it's how can we, you know, optimize, you know, the geekiest kind of things into a more user friendly experience. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, the the guy who does the videos, uh, Elijah, as well as writing the code, he's a really great exponent of the product. I don't know if you've ever seen their promotional video or indeed the update video like we were just looking at. He's really great. He's one of those, I say, I'm going to say annoying people who appears to get it first time. You know, yeah. it just like you, you just don't see the edit. There is no edit. There's no moment where he's messed it up and he's had to sort of, you see him jump suddenly and he does like a 10 minute monologue, clearly making it all up as he goes along with a plan, but just, just manages to know it's like, oh, I wish I could do that. Honestly, when I record my podcast, I sometimes have to go back and edit like the same thing four or five times just because I uh, uh, mess it all up. Yeah, totally unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, the only thing, experience i have with oxygen is it keeps me alive but <laughs> other than that that's no, why it's I, really important yeah, yeah, it's, yeah really... It's, it's like yeah yeah it's it's very critical it helps me go day by day but i haven't used it personally but i just echo what everybody said that i see it mentioned a lot and it's you know it is the people that are fans of it are huge fans of it yeah. and i i see very little critiques or critical you know somebody drops it in somewhere nobody comes in and says oh that sucks you know it's it's um definitely made its name among the developers and the fans it has so he's obviously done things very well and probably the fact that he can do the um videos so well unlike nathan and i um (laughs) yeah he's he's yeah that is a definite plus so yeah yeah imagine the amount of time you could save bob if you didn't have to repeat yourself 14 times um and i I don't know i just totally segueing a minute i don't know if any of you have kept a a weather eye on the fact that there's a another page builder which has come around in the last couple of let's say four or five months or something there's one called bricks builder which seems to be having a similar trajectory in that it's developed by a very small team. As far as I can work out, it's just one guy. Uh, Maybe they've got some support people now. I don't know. I know they've been hiring. Have they? Okay. But that seems to be getting the same level of attention that Oxygen was right at the beginning. Lots of people diving in, having a bit of a play and seemingly enjoying it. And, um, and Peter's obviously a big fan of Oxygen. He says he's a dedicated Oxygen user. Oh, dedicated Oxygen users are very dedicated. Okay, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, Peter's a toolset and generate press user, as far as I know. So. But it's true, I think uh, the Oxygen users are pretty diehard. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them moved from Elementor to a lot of the diehard advocates. So there's a lot of advocates for the product you know, vocal advocates uh, that absolutely love it. A lot of those used to absolutely love Elementor, but then Oxygen, like we said, came in with a uh, performance first um, attitude and uh, was able to see everything that has gone on in the past and and address a lot of those things for what people were asking for. But for a tool like Elementor, some of those corners can't be turned anymore. So doesn't matter for Elementor they've got a huge audience in lots of different spans but like Robert said there's just like a subset of of WordPress users that didn't have the perfect tool yet to use and then Oxygen addressed that for them so for that group of people I think it'll be around for the long term I think mm. I can't see why not I think it's Great. curious how these different companies market themselves as well you know mm. so for example Beaver Builder my experience of that is they just sort of gently push out an email and 
you know, they don't shoot any video content to sort of go around it. They just pop out an email and say, we've done this. Here's the change log. Go and have a look. Oxygen, slightly different. You know, they put together a video, bit of a change log, but it just drops in an email somewhere. And then you've got the likes of Elementor who shoot like in 4K on location. <laughs> um, these amazing videos. It's just a really different different kind of approach to doing it. You know, they've got a different, different way of doing it. Um, well, and, and Oxygen has a crazy huge facebook group yes I mean, yes like, I, I want it's like twenty thousand. you yeah. i mean it's, it's absolutely enormous yeah, yeah. um yeah. built and grown really really quickly as well i think uh bricks is their major sort of competitor but most of the people who are the advocates of oxygen like bricks as well but they can see that it is actually i don't know too much about bricks but i know that it is a different target market it's slightly different it's nuanced difference but it's enough that the people who like oxygen will probably like stick with oxygen and a new subset of people will probably be really into the bricks concept and uh so lots of choice that's a wonderful thing sometimes about wordpress is that uh you know when you've got a tool that is powering 45 or whatever percent of the web even the smallest subset the space for a product and for a, a way to do things the way you want to do it if you want to do it that way Mm -hmm. Okey doke. Ah. Uh, just curious, right? This is totally off topic. Um, you were just mentioning Robert about Facebook groups. I've, I've, I love my Facebook group. I've really enjoy interacting with the Facebook group that is part of the WP builds thing. But I've become a little bit more. Well, let's just say that I've, I've not really got the same level of interest in being in all the other wide and disparate Facebook groups that I used to be involved in, largely because I discovered that it was a time hog for me. And I it was quite, quite addicted to wasting time in that way. And so just by dropping out of them and concentrating on the one that I really want to be involved with, that worked out for me. Um, so that's my first question. It does it is anybody kind of like getting fatigued with Facebook? And oh, another yeah. <laughs> Take it from there, Bob, and I'll come back to my you know, second you point. Hit me, okay, I was just going to say you hit me at a really interesting time because I'm leaving Facebook this week. Hmm. Totally. I'm shed I have a page that has like 1,500 people that don't pay attention to me. But um, other than that, I've just made – and I'm not going to go into a whole – you know, reason behind this, but it's been a long time in coming and I'm just, I'm just ready to blow out of there. So obviously I'm, I've, yeah, groups for me have kind of, I kind of burn out on them about, no, oh, I don't know, a little while back. I used to go in there and try to follow trends and kind of get a feel, especially when I was writing tutorials and stuff, it was good to pick up content from because it gave me a lot of good ideas, but I had to wade through a lot of, redundancy and you know same things and it really depends on the group there's you know it going from one group to another but essentially moving forward i'm going to be the worst person to give any kind of answer to this because i will totally be out of the sphere of the facebook and i'm not i'm not sure if you know it, it'll be different but um anyway but i just thought i would throw that out there as a yeah um as a yeah uh, Showstopper, you know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's it. We're going to end. The You're end not of the making the argument for me. I am. I've actually disappeared from Facebook for a while. Came back over, you know, the last year and a half. But uh, I don't use it for anything. So, like, 
any personal social stuff, that's that's not ever happening. You know, there are a couple of groups I quote unquote follow, but I mean, if I log in for serious into Facebook, that's maybe happening once a week, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. once every two weeks. And I, I always joke, people send me Facebook messages. I'm like, that's the surest way to never get a hold of me. Yeah. Don't <laughs> just die. I'm um I'm really curious about whether we're at a point where people are just becoming a bit jaded with it. And what I mean by that is it was extremely interesting for a while. You know, this great social experiment, the uh, the iPhone comes along and so do mobile phones, and suddenly it was always in your pocket. And it was fascinating what you could do. And suddenly you could be in touch with people all over the world at the same time. And then that, that kind of just wore on. It, nothing particularly new or imaginative, as far as I'm concerned anyway, came along afterwards it was just more of that and then the advertisers came along and we've got the specter of perhaps being in, in tracked a little bit more than we'd like and so on and so forth so i'm very keen on my own facebook group but just like you robert i have no presence there in fact i'd be interested if i don't know what's on my timeline but i never put anything on there so anything that is on there is by accident i just go in and interact with groups oh my the- timeline is just part of any kind of social, you know, using yep. Sprout Social to just drop everything in all right. three, you know, so platforms. Yeah. But, I, you know, yeah. WP Builds, great. Um, Niche Agency Group by GoWP. Mm, that's, a nice uh, that's a nice one, yeah. That That's great. I mean, there are some really good ones. I mean, Admin Bar. I mean, there's, there's some great little neighborhoods. But, you know, I would just love to go out and meet these people in person. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Isn't that <laughs> it? Isn't that it? The I was listening to there's a podcast network called Twit. I don't know if you follow it. It's Leo Laporte. It's kind of been going for the longest time, long before podcasts were a thing. And he's got um, a show called This Week in Google, and I listen to that every single week, and it's really good. It's actually got almost nothing to do with Google, and it's basically about the wider web, Facebook, and all of that. And he he brought to my attention this thing called Mastodon, which yes. is uh, sort of an open source. Twitter clone, um, and I've installed an instance of Mastodon at wpbuilds.social. Um, actually, funnily enough, because we mentioned it last week and I didn't delete it, I've still got the thing. Um, and and I'm experimenting with that. I don't for a minute suspect it will get any kind of traction, but there's about 35 people in there at the moment, and I just like the idea of trying something where there is there is no tracking pixel. <laughs> you know, if you if you put something in there. It's just between the 35 of us that are going along. So if, if anybody's interested in that and they're just sort of fed up and you want to talk just about WordPress in a Facebookless environment and Twitterless environment, it's, uh, it's at that URL, which I didn't even know was a URL, wpbuilds.social. I didn't know you could buy the .social domain. But um, it's pretty slow going at the moment. But if you want to join us, that would be that would be nice. And I've enjoyed setting it up and playing with it and tinkering with it a bit. But it gets me out of... It gets me socializing with people that I know I probably would like to keep socializing with, which is mm. nice. So, what about you, Paul? One weird thing that I came across actually this weekend, which I had not heard of before, Polywork. Yeah, no. I just joined that. Yeah. When I, I just joined I it, I it, I began. Yeah. That's exactly why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did it about, I got on there about two, three weeks ago. I, I don't know how I got on there. And it's it's essentially, it's a little bit different. You know, it it's more of a, they say it's uh, more of a creator's LinkedIn, not really LinkedIn. Somebody saying maybe it 
going to be the offshoot of that for creators. It just lets you put in projects you're working on. It's not just, you know, you don't have to put in just posts. It's like it's getting people to follow each other, maybe finding collaboration and partnership. And, you know, it's one of those I don't usually jump in anything like that new, but it just was intriguing enough that I thought I'd go in there and peruse around. So I think it's um, yeah, I think it's interesting. And I got invites if anybody wants them, but it's you know, it's if you want to explore it, but it's um a nice cool. website, isn't it? Yeah, really yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. That's you can just imagine your clients if you're a web agency. Hey, uh, can we have something yeah. like this? And you're just like <laughs> what's your budget? <laughs> yeah. Can we have animated plasticine characters, please? Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll install the plugin for that. No <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a, the animated plasticine character plugin. The, there's uh, also a separate we, balls uh, moving along tubes plugin as well. You can install that one. <laughs> I think, for those uh, of you Facebook that are listening, is, um, there's balls moving along tubes on the screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Facebook, if, you, if you're new to WordPress and you actually want to get involved in the community, especially in these times, it's a good place to start to figure out what's going on and where things are going on and what things you can listen to or watch or attend. But I think a lot of us probably get, and I know a lot of people in the comments uh, are using the YouTube link and rather than the Facebook one these days. I think it just gets a bit fatiguing sometimes, Facebook, and I almost completely left. I know Lee, Lee Matthew Jackson is in the comments there and and he's almost completely left and Bob, you're leaving. And, and me and Lee had lots of conversations about this because I, I probably dropped out before he did and and then he was you know he was asking me about it and was I disconnected from everything and the fact is someone like you Bob or Lee um, leaving um, WordPress is once you get to the point where you are a creator and you've got an audience the only benefit that you were really miss that you're really missing out on is dopamine hits from seeing people saying nice things about you on Facebook versus the negative side of things that the the FOMO and all the other things that that come with it so it's just Paul, almost do, like a yeah do people say nice things about you on facebook i never get no that. No, no i don't either uh, they yeah. say nice things about bob and lee but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's almost no benefit to me being on facebook um yeah but i think uh i think if you've had any doubt about if it's the right thing to do or not at any point you can come back that's the crazy thing about it so you can just leave see if life is better that way keep creating and people will people especially now the people who want to listen to you will go into facebook hear about you and then they'll come to you and you can communicate to them on the platform of your choice whether that's twitter or circles or whatever or your um, wordpress site i mean that's the big thing i yeah. think you you yeah. know you kind of abdicate some of your content responsibility when you're you know so focused on the platforms i mean the best way to own and you know build up your brand is to you know you know come to you know Paul's website, come to Nathan's website, you know come to WB Build. You know that's that's the best way, I think. Yeah, and because am... we're normally saying how we how we are connecting. You know, if you want to connect, this is where I am, and you know, in a year's time, it could all be different. You know, but I think we need some in in person events back again so that we can sort of expand how we all communicate, but it's just too much online at the moment. So I made this exact same point on, um, on, uh, it, it actually oddly in that Mastodon, um, thing that I was talking about earlier. And one of the, one of the people I'm going to 
Chris, I'll put your comment back on in a moment. Uh, one of the people I was talking to over there came came up with this plugin. It's over at GitHub. It's called Friends, and it seems a bit like a, a sort of social network, a federated social network, which Mastodon is. So if you've got your little installation, it can combine with all the other ones, and you can communicate. They're not little silos. They can be, but they don't have to be. You can combine all the different networks, so it makes one big network. And somebody pointed out this. It's, uh, it's over at github.com forward slash a kirk forward slash friends can't say i've played with it but it looks like a kind of nice way of doing social networking on your own website do you know what i've got really into which is a bit old school i've really got back into the rss feed and comments on websites just just good old-fashioned writing comments at the bottom and seeing where that leads <laughs> and it's great RSS, it's like that's the only i've i've never dropped rss no i've i've used it to keep track of everything and that's it's just like i i've never found anything to replace it yep did, uh, did you hear that the 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 idea of um when you subscribe to an rss feed it appears that google i think it's google is is sort of trying to update the language on that. So in the future, I think within Chrome, there's going to be a button in the main UI, this follow button, I think they're calling it. And so the RSS feed will be a bunch of follows, not subscriptions, because it would appear that a lot of things like Spotify are starting to use that language. I don't care either way, but it's just interesting that that will be part of the browser. And I don't quite know how that will even work, but presumably if yeah. there's an RSS feed, tucked away somewhere on a page google will surface it as a button in the in the chrome ui and you can then click a button and um and give more data to google lovely yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i actually use a um an open source app called network net newswire oh yes. yes yeah and i love yeah. it it's simple it's it's its own little app it does exactly what i want right and i can easily catch up so so the big question is i mean i i've loved rss probably for as long as bob has and Google had such a great platform for RSS. Oh, so good. And they flushed it down the toilet. So and, good. And they've just realized that, oh, yeah, we should probably still be doing it. I mean, duh. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like so mad about it. I use Feedly as just sort of. I my, do. That's my go to now as well. Yeah. Just my centralization so I can pull up RSS on any device. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to, you know, futzing around with Google's implementations. You, you know, burn me once, that's plenty. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Do you know, I was thinking about this the other day because I was looking for for my wife. She wants a, a an app to, to do like a to-do list. And she's got an Android phone and pre-installed on the Android phone is the Google Keep app, which serves as a, a reasonable to-do list. But that was the exact thought that went through my head was how how can you possibly have any trust in this? Because it's... You, I mean, fair enough, it might go on in perpetuity, but equally they could just shutter the whole thing and you've got all your to-dos forevermore. In the same way that Google Photos, I was really beguiled by that and I really loved it. And then the free tier went away and it just suddenly occurred to me, well, it didn't occur to me, somebody said, well, why do you think it's gone away? And I was like, well, because, I don't know, they've just decided. He said, no, they've got all the data out of the photos they could possibly want now. Mm -hmm. They've got every bit of AI intelligence they could want. They've had four or five years of untrammeled access to all of your pictures. They now know what dogs look like. They know what every signpost on earth looks like, what every building looks like, and so on. It's just like, well, we'll close that down now. We've got what we need from that. So I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I'm using Feedly. I did use, use NetNewsWire. 
Um, and I've tried a few other things as well, but Feedly works well. I've got a great big list of RSS feeds, just WordPress RSS feeds, which help me create the bits and pieces that I want to, yep. to see. And Robert Jacoby, I've got to say, yours come up quite a lot. You've just got that no, beautiful man, big blue like, R. It's just like there's yeah. Robert's. <laughs> it's like Everybody I'm always is... clearing it. It's yeah. like, okay, there's, oh, there's 10 new ones. Oh, it's Robert. Yeah, yeah they come in clumps, yeah. don't they, Robert? <laughs> <I'll have> My schedule's gotten so crazy that it's not on a daily basis anymore. Now it's just like, oh, my God, I have four hours. Smash as many. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> nice. It's really nice. And so, as always the case, there's going to be a contrary opinion, and it's Chris Hughes. Chris has got the um, the opposite opinion of the Facebook thing. Sorry, we've totally gone off message here, but it's been fun. Um, he's more involved than ever with Facebook, made some, made some amazing partnerships here. The fact real names are generally required. required keeps it authentic compared to Twitter. Yes, yes, I'm sure you're right. Um, and it, obviously it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. What doesn't work for me will will probably work for you. Keep, stay tuned, Chris. I won't say why, but just stay tuned. Um, well, I mean, to Chris's point, that's, you know, for that kind of stuff, that's why I prefer LinkedIn. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I just about it as much. It's, it's, it's enormous. And I think just for the... I, I can actually focus more on actual work in LinkedIn and I prefer the experience overall compared to Facebook anyway. So yeah, the, agree. Uh, you know, that's, you know, hands down, you know, there's Twitter, totally which ignorant of, it, of LinkedIn. Use, then, you know, comparing Facebook to LinkedIn, I'll take LinkedIn any day of the week. Do you know, it's fascinating because I'm just like you, Paul, I can't make head and a tail of LinkedIn and it really is because I haven't made any effort. I've, I've made no effort to go in there. I don't I was think watching... I've even got a photo. I don't oh, think okay. I've got a photo or anything. Yeah. I've got like an old profile from a decade ago. People still say, Congratulations, you're still working for that arts organization, which I left like 15 years ago. Yeah. It looks and it's terrible. I need to update it, but it does nothing for me yet. But it's probably not helped. But then again, I haven't applied for a job for 15 plus years. And that'll, that'll, that's an ignorant yeah. thing to say, Oh, I don't need it because of that. I've probably missed out on something. So it, it is on the list to check out. Uh, well, I was, I was looking this week at LinkedIn again, just because I was trying to hook it up. And apparently you can now push content like this video content through a, yeah. Through platforms to, so I went in and uh, <laughs> this is this is like the biggest slap down ever. It was lovely. I, I applied and they just said you're just not important enough. I can't remember the wording of the email back, but it's no, we decline your request to have video access because nobody cares about what you say. It's basically oh, man, basically what I got. Nice. <laughs> but I don't I don't put any time into into LinkedIn. So whilst content goes in, I've I've curated nothing. I've made no efforts yeah. there at all, and I don't get it. But I was listening to the Elementor Summit, which was last week, and I think it was called Create. What was it called? Creators Twenty Twenty One, I think it was. And they had Gary Vaynerchuk on, and he, 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 his. I think at the end of his monologue, uh, he was asked, "What's the best bit of advice?" And he was just work, work on LinkedIn, just really concentrate on LinkedIn. And I just thought, okay, I've missed, missed that one. That's why, that's why uh, Gary's dead famous because <laughs> he's worked on LinkedIn. Mm. Got a good mm. LinkedIn profile. Yeah, you know, there you go. You know, uh, while we're on trust and Facebook and WordPress and mix them all together, it's obviously like you know we use uh, Castos for uh, for um, hosting this WordPress. Bob, I don't know if that's what you use as well, but um, but basically, um, Facebook just announced that they're releasing a, a, a podcasting platform. I know, I saw that, mm. and 
it's well we've got you know a, 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 yeah everyone's just shaking their head. i mean it's just worth hell freezes no verb yeah that's right <laughs> well this is this is the thing like rss is like something that hasn't really been uh corrupted as such and one of the terms of service that people need to know about if they're thinking about using facebook as a podcasting um platform is that Facebook reserves the right to I know take your content I know and mash it up with other things yeah. so you can oh my gosh can you imagine the political um you know to the left or to the right of m mashing up people's words combined with their ability to detect um audio to to text and basically go right we need uh, a bunch of famous podcasts to kind of say this message and let's make a montage episode and if you i mean i don't think any serious creators will use the facebook platform apart from the ones that probably get paid to be kind of brand ambassadors of the podcast platform itself but it's um i just i just think uh podcasts i, I actually think podcasts will survive that and i don't think that it it will it will have a big effect on the the true content that people want to speak about. But if you want, if you have a podcast and you want to keep it um, to to be your content in your place, then WordPress and your own podcast host is the way to go. Keep it open yeah. source and keep yeah. freedom of speech unmanipulated. <laughs> I I read that piece over the weekend, and because it was over the weekend, it didn't make it into this yeah, week. So it'll probably make sure. it into next week's news. But I was really curious about it, and I I just saw that as another AI grab. I just saw that as another great way of Facebook getting because it'll probably go along with transcripts. Yeah, and so they'll be able to mine everybody's voices uh, to you know figure out what word. I'm sure they're pretty good at that already. But um, uh, as another way of doing that. But I, I guess in a sense, it they've they've got to this. They've got this maturity, haven't they, Facebook, where everybody by default is on it. And there just seem to be a, a, a few of us who've got, like, you know, beards growing and stuff who are just like, oh, you know, anything to do with that. And um, But I, it does worry me. And then you see people like Spotify. I actually had to download the Spotify. I'm not a Spotify subscriber because there was a podcast that I really wanted to listen to. And it was walled inside. It wasn't paywalled. It was just walled inside of Spotify because they paid to have it made. Yeah. So you have to, and boy, Spotify are good at putting notifications on my phone. I must have had like seven or eight this week, just trying to get me to upgrade and offer me this sort of three three months free tier. And I've hovered over it a few times, thinking there's quite a lot of good content in there. There's quite a few. I wouldn't, mm. you know, I've got a different mm. thing, so I didn't in the end. But it just worries me that podcasts are kind of becoming a bit of a commodity in the same way that um, lots of other things have done over the recent Yeah, years. I was just reading there was a, a scathing review of it, and I can't remember, a famous comedian that started a podcast because all the actors and comedians are doing it. And this person basically said this comedian broke every rule of podcasting. He rambled. It was a worthless show. It was, you know, I mean, they they think because of who they are, they can do it. And so it just, yeah, it's, it's growing out. And as Paul was saying, yeah, I on Twitter somebody had shared highlighting all the terms of service. That's what I saw. Basically. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. what you know, Paul and I said. You know, of course, I won't do it till hell mm. freezes over. But if you're thinking about this, at least look at these terms before you do this, because yeah, sure, people will jump on the bandwagon, especially since they think, oh, podcasting 
I've been wanting to do it now. Ooh, Facebook's doing it. Oh, this is cool. I could just be in here with all my friends. I can do a podcast and everybody will listen to me. So yeah, they're, they're, mm. they're rolling with the punches there, which is unfortunate. But you know, that's, I mean, it's not surprising either. It was like when I saw it, I, I shuddered for a moment and then I um, got up off the ground and did my tweet <laughs> and stuff. You know, it was like, okay, I, I, I'll just say this and, you know, you make your decision. <laughs> yeah, I I put the way that I use um, the Facebook group that we have is that I just put the the link back to the website. So if new content is produced, we just post the link and say, come and listen to it. And obviously, you've got the RSS feed, so the audio can be consumed directly into your phone and downloaded onto your phone. But it, it sort of sits inside of the WordPress, sorry, the WP Builds account if you like you know there's the whole list of all the episodes we produce and, and it feels like the rss system isn't trying to take anything but i did once or twice put the entire podcast episode in a face in our facebook group and i thought this is silly what's the point of that uh, so we stopped doing that i stopped doing that um what's what's the difference oh sorry right i want to come back to um chris because he had a different opinion about that as well he he can't cope with linkedin uh, the inbox spam on LinkedIn. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I yeah. mean, there is there's a lot, but it's mm. you know it's it's actually pretty easily ignorable. Relative um, to all spam. <laughs> yep. And Andrew Palmer. Hi, Andrew. Nice to have you with us. He says, "What's the difference between Facebook Live and Facebook Podcast?" I think the podcast is going to be an audio only thing, um, and I think you send it directly to them as opposed to doing it live. So you pre-record your podcast. And then you send it over to Facebook and they they take on the job of sort of promoting it across Facebook as part of, you know, the normal feed. But then they take ownership. I don't think they take ownership of it, but they take ownership to the extent that they can do whatever they want with it. So they can chop it up and use this sentence against that sentence and presumably yeah. mix it up with other people's work as well. So it might get might get um in inverted Like you can imagine polluted. like a fashion, like a, a you know, it's a fashion thing, you know, it might be like Oh, let's uh, summarize what the influencers are saying about, you know, the best baseball cap to wear in the WordPress space or something like that. And they could combine, you know, different people saying this or saying that. And it would kind of make sense as someone who just wants a kind of summary of like different voices from podcasts. But I think the I think the, the ability to uh, misuse it, which, you know, these big companies, they do. So is is the is the big worry. And the, the other worry is like at some point. Maybe they'll change the terms and conditions to say if you want to stream live to Facebook platform, then you lose that as well, you know. And then that'll be a, a big problem. But I think some of these established things, it's harder for them to change. Bring in something new, new audience. Everyone wants to start a podcast, sort of thing. Then they'll, they will they will get a lot of customers for that. But yeah, and you'll be stuck be on there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You'll right. be stuck. You know, yeah. and you'll be like, you know, if you're going to start it, and you think, oh, this would be great to put on my site, and you know, you know that it's where it started. It's going to stay there at least up to that point. So, I've I've not been a big user of Twitter at all, and in fact, to the point where I had to get Dan, maybe who we were talking about earlier, and Paul on various occasions to actually show me how it works because I genuinely don't get it. I just get frustrated. Like I don't understand. I still don't, Paul. I'm really sorry. I know you tried your best, but my head is too thick. Um, I still don't understand. If I see a, a, a tweet and I know that there's context, like somebody wrote something before that which led to it, I still can't figure out how to like play it all backwards. 
I have no idea how that works. And I've tried. I've really tried. I'll make a video, Nathan, and send oh, please. it to you. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, Bob, no matter, right, here's my promise, right? And it will be, this is a sincere promise. It, no matter how good your video is, I still won't get it. There's just some block there. There's a challenge. I, but, but isn't there, there's a, like, because it can't always be a straight line, can it? It can't always be this person started it and then it just went straight down. Doesn't it some like I know what you're, I know what you're bifurcate saying. and go off in? Yeah. Or, yeah. But how do you? you know, yeah, exactly. You could have a weird thread tree coming off of it. So right. you, have, you might wind up deep inside of a, you know, a tweet thread and then you got to go back up and then look for the other replies. And yeah, they're, yeah. read more, load more. Is, more. Okay. okay. Add more useful threading functionality. See, this is why I like the whole WordPress thing. It's just, there's, there it is. It's just it's chronological. Just the further down you go, the, the older it is. Mm. <laughs> That's all there is to it. There's nothing, nothing. Oh, of course, it's nested comments. Shut up, Wrigley. It's uh, time to move on about WordPress. Yeah, right, where I think, did we get uh, to, Paul? Let's come back to the business one in a minute. Just uh, okay. a quick uh, mention of this um this plug a new plugin being announced uh, and and launched by Ben Gilbanks, who is his website is binarymoon.co.uk, and he's created a plugin that says here takes control of the WordPress plugin and theme notifications. So if you scroll down a little bit, Nathan, you'll see that um, it's all these crazy notifications that you know this this. Whoa! Overload. Is that an actual screenshot? I've <gasps> seen I've seen some That's of my so sites. Bad. I've seen some of my sites look like that when I haven't you know, logged into bad. them and I've just been you know using manage WP updates or something <laughs> like that. And I log in and like oh wow. Um, so anyway, this uh, he was Ben seems to be kind of. A bit perturbed that this wasn't really getting dealt with by the core team, but it was very, very important. And so it's created, and this is another thing I love about WordPress, has created a, a really creative way to do this. And what he's actually done is using JavaScript to kind of hoover up, like vacuum cleaner up all the um all the notifications and move them within the document object model into this little button where all the notifi notifications are which is exactly what it makes sense where the notifications should be. So he's also argues in the article, well, first of all, well done, Ben. Uh, amazing plugin. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to trying it out. And uh, a lot of people oh, get annoyed with those notifications. Um, second, he also addresses why he hasn't just tried to contribute to the core. And what he basically said was he doesn't really have time to do that. He's got more time to have the discussion about doing it with the core the core contributors. <laughs> it's, it's better use of his time to just do it and release it as a plugin. But he was he's hoping that the core team will see what is done, see if it gets good traction. And then, you know, maybe this concept of an idea will will work where that's where the notifications live. I'm interested to see if it's Yoast and Jetpack proof. Can Yoast and Jetpack get past his plugin and <laughs> so you get all of the useful all the useful ones end up in the in the notification bar but yoast's uh, black friday deal will still make it through probably we'll see i think ben ought to also introduce a, another plugin called notifications plus or pro and it, and it just literally fills your wordpress website with notifications just tons and tons and tons of notifications this is so sensible I absolutely love this. I love the implementation. Mm. I didn't know what you just described that it's actually not rewriting things yeah, in the it's back not doing end. It's just in PHP. That's well, I mean, great. The, there is some PHP, obviously. Right, right, means, right. But the concept yep. 
is that the page loads, this JavaScript knows what the wrappers look like for all the notifications. It grabs them all and moves them over here behind the little thing with the and number this, showing how many there are. This I mean, is the perfect. way to do it, right? A little bell, right. just ding, ding, ding. You know, yeah. you can ignore it for weeks and weeks. It's just there. That's the only negative. We've been talking about this for months, haven't we, Paul? And I'm just sure like that... every other application in the world does it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I also think, and we've mentioned this in the past, what you could have like tiers in there. You know, you could have an area where, so admin core things go. There could be yeah. a second for advertising. You know, you could permit certain plugins to send adverts your way, and they just live in the advert pane. So, you know, yeah. you want you want the pro version for a fifty percent off consumer adverts, but they go up there. Um, anyway. Cloudways have got a good solution. You you can you've got you can you can decide which ones you're interested in. Is your database going slow or whatever? You can do that, and you can hook it up to an, a third party thing like Slack, so that you can get those yeah. notifications there. So, I think. Um, if you combine something like Ben Ben's idea there of where it would live within the WordPress admin, and then some useful useful kind of API ideas, which his concept of just using JavaScript to move them wouldn't work. There would need to be some kind of API that hooked into them or something. Um, it would be great to see that in the future at some point. And um, but if not, we have plugins. We can just install this and don't need well, to worry then, about it. You know, and I know on like post status they've talked a lot about a notification plugin. So, but it's open source, so you can always get around it, of course, if you want to. Uh, it'll be curious if a notification API, notifications API is created, whether uh, the plugin repository would mandate its use to be allowed, mm. you know, onto WP.org. Mm. Sorry, I was just trying to put the um, the... The URL. It, he's made it part of his tool belt plugin. It looks like, which is a suite of other similarly other sensible things. tools. Yeah, yeah, um, a load of sensible stuff. Uh, but you can see it. It's uh, this is what it looks like on WordPress.org tool belt. It's like got a oh look at that. Look a hexagon with a with a wrench in it. It's a good idea for a logo. That's an awesome like logo, that. and it's yeah. yellow as well, isn't it? What a kind of great taste. Not sure about really. the hammer though, Ben. I mean, honestly, you're really overdoing it with the hammer there. Come <laughs> on, Nathan, you're covering up Robert's face. Yeah, I know. I just realised that. I'm so sorry, Robert. Um, let's. <laughs> we should move off. on to the. Um, yeah, let's do it. Rob, unless you've got anything you want to say about the uh, the the, the, the uh, notifications, we've got uh, a really nice article. I would, just, I would just love to see it. You know, push some direction in core. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so next up, we have a article and uh, a, a huge research project that WP Engine has done. Um, where's my glasses? I need, I need those on to read this bit. Uh, so they've done a huge um, report. There was some important people, Dr. Chris Brower and Vanson Bourne, which both sound like um, some kind of uh, superheroes from Hollywood <laughs> films, actually. Combined, so I mean, you know, they know what they're talking about clearly. So um, they've uh, they've they've together with WP Engine and uh, over a hundred you know individuals and organisations come up with what they feel the value of the WordPress economy is, and they've put a figure on it uh, to be estimated in 2020 around 596 billion, and likely to grow to 635 billion by the end of 2021. I don't think it includes, for instance, revenue that goes through a product like WooCommerce. I think this is 
just talking about the value of the hosting companies, the the agencies, the plugins, the themes, everything, what everything is potentially capitalized at. So clearly a huge um, a huge economy. We all know it's big. Uh, a couple of uh, highlights from the report. There's an infographic you can check out if you go to their um, their their post. Scalability: forty-one percent of the internet is built on WordPress. It's probably it's more than that already. More than eighty-two million WordPress sites. Thirty-five percent of the top ten thousand sites are built on WordPress. Six hundred thirty-five billion by the end of twenty-one. That's six point five year increase. Eighty-nine percent of users surveyed believe that WordPress community will continue to grow over the next five years. It's just numbers after numbers after numbers of you know big stuff um, getting bigger and, and you know it's just getting bigger and bigger. And we have on the show today uh, some people who I think understand this better than myself and Nathan. Um, Bob, first of all, you you have your you know your WooCommerce podcast and you know the value of this particular product WooCommerce and. I don't know if you've seen this report yet or if you've got any comments on it at all. And Robert, from your own point of view, you've been involved in the the business side of WordPress forever. Uh, you know, so we're really interested to hear your opinions on uh, this one. Yeah, I I did. Yeah, read, read the article. I actually downloaded the ebook, but have yet to really dive into that. Um, I guess to me, it... it it's nice to put it in perspective. I I think we all knew it was big, but putting numbers and putting this data in front of us obviously proved that point. Um, yeah, and you know, it's yeah, it's not exclusive of WooCommerce. It's WooCommerce, of course, has you know that whole space in the last year and a half has just skyrocketed and it's mm -hmm. it's it's insane i mean i can you know could go on and on and just from having people on the podcast and my own experiences and what people are doing as far as setting up sites it's uh yeah there's there's you know obviously continued growth that, that's going to be happening there yeah it's overall i don't really have any deep insight to it it it's one of those things that I read through it and it was just like, I was nodding. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see, you know, it wasn't, it didn't surprise me. And I think, you know, I mean, all of us have been in this space long enough and seen it grow. So it's just, to me, it was refreshing to see it actually down in numbers versus and just, you know, this is how much of the web we capture and so on and so forth it it gives it a bit deeper um that yeah wordpress is still on its way to maturity so yeah i think it's good stuff obviously <laughs> well and, and if we think about what you know i'm going to take a slight tack to this for just a second uh if we think that wordpress will also be Gutenberg and how will Gutenberg and block editor transform other experiences? You know, we're, mm. we're going to get at some of these, but you know, Tumblr coming into play as, you know, how will that evolve? Will that become uh, a much more pleasant alternative to Facebook? Uh, will, you know, you know, things like day one, will you know, probably hit some of these acquisitions later in the show, but you know, those are all going to become WordPressified too. So it's not just, your traditional WordPress site that is now being included in all this, um, that number is going to grow it, to some degrees uh, exponentially as other tool sets start taking advantage of 
some really cool stuff. Again, that's why I love Gutenberg because you know that can be transformational for a lot of projects. Yeah. But back to the more interesting question, and which completely st struck me as you know huge number. This is interesting. WP Engine put it out. Why did WP Engine spend all this time and money to put it out? Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for that S1. I said last year that they're going to file to go public in 2021, and this only lends more credence. I wish I had some more fun info on, uh, you know, scoops on that. But oh, you know, when it. you put out something like this to define the marketplace, it it just screams like, and we're the we're going to be the big guys in this marketplace. So you know, but they actually you... say that in the article. I don't know if you've noticed. Like they said it, it's about 15 times mentioned. Dopey Engine, the world's most trusted WordPress technology company, announced the results of it, and that the world's most trusted WordPress technology company is mentioned so many times in the ebook and the and the PR. Yep. I think. I mean, I I don't know how they validated that. Um, I don't know how you <laughs> self-validate something like that, but it seems to be like a slogan as such that they're keen to use. And and you're you're absolutely right. It's like um, I think every time. You know, Matt Mullenweg can give another percent on the, uh, you know, the use that the share price of Automatic would go up a little bit as well. Um, but I tell you what, I had I was on Dopey Tonic panel show a few weeks ago, and Spencer Forum, for, not Forum, Foreman, <laughs> Foreman um, had this really crazy. Uh, I thought it was crazy, um, but it was funny and I don't know, maybe scary and realistic um, prediction. He was like, and Jonathan Walt was on uh, as well, and. Um, Spencer predicted that you got automatic, which apparently capitalized at something like 3 billion. I don't know where these numbers come from, but I'm just going to just go with what he said anyway. And Wix is capitalized at 15 billion. So it's five times bigger than automatic and automatic. It's flagship is WordPress, obviously, and WooCommerce. And uh, um, Spencer was, was predicting, and he was like willing to put money down with Jonathan Wald that, uh, Wix would buy Elementor and fork it and create their own fork of WordPress just to, as he would say, stick stick the thumb in your eye. I think that's how he says it, uh, to automatic. And um, and if you, you are a company that in technically has, you know, five times the amount of billions of dollars uh, of the, the main company behind WordPress, then it's not an impossible thing that could happen to com to actually go, okay, these all reports are all great, but watch this, boom. I mean, I thought it was fairy tale, but who knows these days? Do you who remember knows? a couple of weeks ago, Paul? It was more than a couple of weeks. It was more like six weeks ago that the, the falling out somewhat publicly of Matt Mullenweg and, and I f forgive the all Wix the Wix guy. people out there, yeah. the, the man behind Wix, yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, you never know, some sort of tit for tat billion yeah. dollar acquisition just to It wouldn't annoy cost you. them, you know, <laughs> if they've got that much money, they could afford to buy out Elementor probably, who, you know, clearly are going in direction of forking WordPress uh, yeah. at some point, probably, is what most people think. I think well, the I most... Mean, okay, oh, sorry, let, let, please. I, I think, uh, thanks for that heads up, Paul, because I don't think that's crazy in the slightest. I, in fact, I'll double down and say I'd be surprised if it didn't happen. Mm. I mean, there's a reason Elementor is building Elementor Cloud. I mean, that is going to be the the Wixification of WordPress. And, you know, if WordPress wants to, you know, you know, have its cake and eat it too, I, I think that's a no-brainer. And, you know, here's the other thing. 
they're both local companies. They're both Israeli companies. So I'm sure right. there's a lot of, you know, of that local networking that happens. So again, I would be shocked if it did not happen at some point. Um, I think the uh, the best thing about this article is we all get to just put our fingers in our little fingers in our mouths and go half a trillion dollars. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so much money. I mean, it, God, it's as much as I can manage to buy a bowl of cereal, you know, I mean, half mm -hmm. a trillion dollars, that number. Oh, this, I mean, there must be European countries whose GDP doesn't really get. Yeah. In the report, to... it says that it would be something like the 39th richest country in the world if, if that you know and um, wow i can't remember yeah, it's, that it's, was it's, it. yeah. something like that yeah it's a, it's it's worth a, it's worth a good look i mean obviously they've you know got two smart people and you know talk to a lot of organizations about this and it's all paper money a lot of it um but still i think it's just reflective of the overall situation that it's huge and growing yeah. very yeah. quickly Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for me, the whole thing is what I, when I look at this, I always joked about before I got into WordPress 13, 14 years ago, I was in the real business world. That's how I say it. And it's kind of a sarcastic thing, but you know, with everything that's going on that we're talking about here with the acquisitions, everybody's saying, Oh, our little community, what's happening to it. And I just think it's business as usual. You know, if you lived in the business world, this is constantly happening and WordPress is getting to the size where, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's open source. It has its unique community, but it's also part of business overall, globally. I mean, it's, you know, none of this surprises me. It's like, in fact, sometimes I'm tickled by it. I think, wow, you know, people are acting like other businesses now. They're, you know, they're looking at it and acquiring other businesses. And yeah, we moan and groan about it and people have attitudes about it. But, you know, if you built a huge business and you've been successful at it and somebody 10 times larger than you says, I want to acquire you, that's an accomplishment. That's not a failure or a, you know, I've given up type thing. That's huge. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I think we're just becoming more, a little bit more mainstream and it kind of freaks out, especially the core community because, you know, we used to stand around and hold our hands and sing kumbaya and now it's like okay now we're now we're woo, we're entering the real business world here and so it's yeah it's just an interesting perspective i want to uh, can i just say paul remember the words standing around singing kumbaya that's gotta mm. be the title of this episode that's so good <laughs> <laughs> sorry robert carry on i remember one of my points now i totally lost the other one after. oh no Oh, oh well. Oh, I remember. Um, so, just back to the Wix thing, just to so people have names. Uh, the CEO, founder of Wix, is Avishai Abrahami. So, thank you. Thank just you. for reference. But I think where WordPress is today is where Linux was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, you, right. you have you know, you had the Suzies, you know, uh, Red Hats, IBM's, you know, all these companies that were, you know, you know, had this mature you know, operating system in this case that, uh, you know, created businesses out of it, huge businesses, billion dollar businesses. So, and this is exactly what's happening with WordPress. And, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, that because it's open source, it, the beauty of it, it doesn't actually kick out anything from the community and you can still actually do, 
if you want to have intro to WordPress community folk and little meetups and things like that, that's great. And yes, business will take over the much larger events, but that's okay. Um, whereas you compare it to something like Microsoft events, well, you really got to like, you got to admit to that before you can actually really take part in something like Ignite. I'm maybe overselling that, that point, but you know, you really have to have already been, you know, paid for the partnerships, paid for this, but you know, all this kind of, uh, it, it's, there's, there's, a, I would say there's a bit more friction to get into those kinds of communities versus again, open source or Linux. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. The Linux, Linux comparison is excellent. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really good one. We're fast running out of time. So I'm just going to quickly pull us. Hmm. I'll do this one very quickly, very, very quickly. Uh, if I can find it. Yep, here it is. It's a piece on WP Tavern. Speaking of acquisitions and what have you, uh, Automatic, as we've just been mentioning, has acquired a, basically it's an iPhone and Mac app. It does have a, a, uh, an Android app, but it's a poor relation to the, the, the iPhone app. They bought this journaling app. Um, and by journaling, I mean, you really, this is content that you create just like you would a blog, but it's the, the, the audience is you. The, the intention is that this isn't published uh, online, although I think Automatic have plans to to allow this to, at some point, you could maybe make a blog out of this and publish things um, in, and what have you. But I just thought this was a really curious acquisition because it's right in Automatic's wheelhouse, you know, content creation. There's an editor, upload images, upload, uh, in this case, audio and video and, and things like that. And it's it's goes into a, a feed, your own public feed, sorry, private feed by date. I just thought this was a really great mm. acquisition. The, I mean, everything the about it. Yeah, the UI is lovely. And But you can imagine, because I know that uh, here's just a theory. I wonder if they're interested in going, okay, let's let's buy this app and let's let's migrate something like the block editor into it at some yes. point and yes. see yes. how, oh, yeah. that's know, exactly see how that goes. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use, use well, this as a test case for licensing thing is occurring yeah. for uh, Gutenberg and the block editor. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's a, it's a, it's a, a service, which they, they're on top of every aspect of this, but it's $24 a year. So mm. it's a minimal amount of money, but it's a fantastic revenue stream. It you know, they've like really, Gutenberg. yeah. Look at it. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of almost prime for saying, let's see if we can make the mobile app version of Gutenberg work for this. And yep. Yep. Because I, I know they're thought, interested in people have made like chat apps, haven't they, out of Gutenberg blocks? And yeah. It's early, early days, but mm. they're trying well, stuff. And just think of how this will all be connected. So we have, let's, let's start from the day one portion. You know, you have day one as your mobile, quick, easy interface to publish content. Um, I, I do use the WordPress app, but this, but day one's just got that look and feel and easy to use. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, maybe I'm publishing it to Tumblr all of a sudden, which is actually now a WordPress site, which is accessible not only on Tumblr, but also accessible via private domain or, a, you know, a top level domain. And, you know, all this stuff is all going to be interconnected. Uh, don't worry. I mean, I, I'm, I'm genuinely impressed with the thinking behind the sort of the content ecosystem that's growing out because I, I, I love it. And then, you know. At some point, you know, who's going to be hosting all this? Well, in the case of if you're publishing to Tumblr and to your WordPress.com, I mean, it, it's great money for automatic. Yep. Yep. And um, 
I would imagine that there'll be a at some point in the future there'll be you know some kind of API hook to your WordPress website, whether that's .com or .org, and you'll be able to just push stuff. And it's a bit of an upsell, isn't it? It's, and you can publish it onto your platform. There was definitely mention in Sarah Gooding's article about the, yeah. the public nature of it, but it is just curious the idea that the intention of a WordPress website is always to produce stuff and it be visible. This is exactly the opposite. You produce stuff and it's completely invisible because much of it is private. It's pictures of your children. It might even be things that you, you know, you really don't want to share. They're very personal. And it allows you to do that. And Chris Hughes in the comments again. Thanks, Chris. For, oh, sorry, Robert, blotching you out again. Um, he says he's been a paid customer for many years. It's absolutely fab. Well, I, I started using it this week. And even though the Android app is, like I said, a poor relation, it's still good enough for me. And um, and I signed up. And I'm I just want to make sure that in this great content model that you know third parties aren't excluded and that's you know yeah 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 yeah. you know and it's you know automatic bought it's their option but i, I think for you know kind of those things like with patch stack and cloudways you know how can we make sure that some of this is still connected to the greater ecosystem yeah and while i believe matt has that in mind you know there's other forces that might take over that say no this is all going to be within our silo what was curious as well is that in the comments over on the day one side of things, because obviously they've got their customer base, a lot of people over that side of things perceive automatic to be the dark enemy. They they see them as this big giant corporation, which is really not how I see them because of where I'm seeing them from and the heritage that I've got. But obviously 1,500 employees, they've got this and they own this and they own this and they own this and they've come in and they're going to ruin our app. And a lot of people literally balked, ran away, canceled their subscription, um, whereas I'm exactly the opposite. I'd never heard of them. Now I'm a subscriber. Uh, we see that in you know, every acquisition, there's going to be a minority for the yeah. most part. They're like, you know, I just don't want to be part of this. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, on the whole... You know, the other thing, I mean, don't forget, Automatic has a significant sum from Salesforce Ventures. You know, talk about your dark enemy. I'll take Automatic over Salesforce. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier to use on the Automatic. Now I'm Salesforce call. Sorry. Yeah. Um, anything there, Bob? <laughs> um, you know, I haven't. I, I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I love it. I haven't checked it out. I just, you know, looked at it through the article. Um, last time I journaled was when I was a teenager and I would never want it public anyway, but, um, you know, and that journaling back then was a pencil and a notebook, of course, at that point, cause there was no, not these kind of options, but, um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's a, it's a no brainer when I saw it. It's one of those things I just, like Robert was saying, I just echo. It's like automatic bought this. Wow. That makes total sense. Yeah. Content. You know, yeah. and and what the future of it holds. So, um, yeah, for for the users, I think it's a great, a great integration. The problem is, it's gonna it's gonna either force me to get an iPhone or hope that they come out with a oh, better app. So, for example, on the Android side, you can't do things like you can't shoot video and you can't include audio. You can just put pictures in and what have you. But even even on that basis, it's worth doing. I really like it. Um, right, we're on to the final home stretch, and it's me. To introduce, I hope Chris Hughes is still here because we're um, we're going to mention. Have I missed something out? No, I haven't. Let's go, let's do Chris's first. Let's do it in this order. We've got two pieces this week, um, all really doing the same kind of thing. Um, big shout out to Chris Hughes. He's been a long time listener of this, and he this week has launched a. Well, to say that he's launched it is not quite true. This is um, he's asking you to join his founders list, and you can see. 
on the screen, WP Broker. It's at WPBroker.com. And they're describing themselves as the WordPress acquisition marketplace. And you can go and join. It says it's going to be launching in mid-2021. This is quite interesting. No commission fees or platform lock-ins. We aim to make buying and selling, the buying and selling process easy for all parties. We've been going on about the fact that so many um, mergers and acquisitions going on in the WordPress space. And so Chris has decided that he wants to act as a sort of conduit, somebody that's going to facilitate those kind of transactions to take place. So I wanted to give a big shout out to Chris for that. So that's WPBroker.com. And I'm sure Chris wouldn't mind me also mentioning that this week, by I'm sure it's pure coincidence, uh, a rival came out at the same time called FlipWP uh, at FlipWP.co, uh, seemingly doing more or less the same thing, as far as I can read it anyway. Perhaps, Chris, you could come on the show one day. That would be nice and talk all about it. Um, doing the same thing. This one is Ian Poulsen and uh, Alex Denning. Thank you, uh, Alex Denning, behind this as well, and purporting to do the same thing, connect businesses. I don't know if there's a, a different fee structure or a different way that they're going to communicate with one another and what have you. But whereas, as far as I could work out, yet last week, you didn't have any choices for this. You had to go and find these people all yourself and do the negotiations yourselves. Now you've got potentially two choices. Looks to me like the Flip WP one might be already up and running and the um, the WP Broker one is the wait list starting later in the year. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd like to give Chris a bit of a shout out and um, and mention the rival as well. Oh, there we go. He's made a comment. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Robert. Um, all comp- So Chris has made a comment. Thanks, Nathan. All competition is healthy. How many form plugins do we have? Good point. Good point. Um, so there we go. If anybody's it's, got anything to say, it's the sign of a maturing, growing market. You know, when you're when you have enough players in the action with enough money, th- this pops up no matter what. You, I mean, you know, there are hosting brokers that have been around for ages, even longer. There have been franchise brokers. If you want to get your, you know, sell, buy and sell your McDonald's, you know, those have been around for fifty years. So these are just signs of a you know growing, mature market, and that's fantastic for everyone involved. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I what I look at it. When I looked at it, you know, and I've read different stuff and different comments on Twitter about it, and I don't really care what, you know, people saying, well, this kind of model would work, this kind of model won't, you know, this is the way I do it or whatever. I've never sold or bought a business, so I don't really focus on the, the actual workings of it. You know, both of them, people know what they're doing. They're going to work it out. They're going to work out the kinks, however, to get the business working. But I look at it, as Robert said, it's, it's again, it's a maturity of WordPress. And I look at it from a different perspective where I think of people that are outside looking in now, and even people within WordPress, this kind of reconfirms to everybody, wow, there's actually a site where people can buy and sell WordPress businesses Mm-hmm. that aren't aware that the dynamics are there and there's incredible businesses out there that others do want to get their hands on. And that brings the whole ecosystem to another level. Just like I was saying, going into the real world of business, it's like, Hey, you know, this is impressive. You know, if you want a WordPress business now, you can go specifically there. It's just not going on whatever. It's like Flippa or something like that and scouring through everything. This is again showing that we've we've got some you know meat in the game here, and and things are happening, and there's a lot of potential exciting businesses out there that you know people that want to buy them, people that want to sell them. 
Yeah. And, 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 you know, just to go back, I mean, this is nothing new. It's just new for WordPress. I mean, private right. investors, I mean, some of these WordPress, you know, just anecdotally, some of the, some of these buy sell deals are really inexpensive. You know, it's someone who's put their time in, they don't know how to push it forward. They're done. They just want to get rid of it. You know, I, I've seen things come across the wire less than, you know, $50,000, which is, you know, a steal if you, you know, want to put some effort into it and do something with it. So, you know, those doctors and lawyers with some sort of play investment money that they have around now are hearing WordPress more and more, you know, in the business news uh, and, you know, are like, okay, let me, let me, you know, try something for 10 or $20,000. Yeah. You know, yeah. why not? Yeah. Speaking of which I've decided to put WP builds up for sale um, for the, for the eight, eight, eight pounds 50 maybe that's a bit much we'll go for eight eight dollars 25 to be honest about uh, uh, Nathan, chris lemmer did do an article about the expectations of what people value them so uh, you might want to just check that. i think i've aimed a bit high haven't i i've gone a bit yeah. blue sky there okay yeah, 250 to you paul done all right all right yeah okay you take bitcoin <laughs> no, yeah, no, only actual coin. Um, there is a couple of things that we want to mention. Um, Bob's put something in the show notes. For this, Bob, I am literally going to hand it over to you, if that's all right. I'm going to put on the screen the piece that you've uh, you've brought to our attention this week. It's called Summit 2021. Tell us about this. Yeah, um, actually, I'm I brought it up because it's a little shameless self promotion, but that's perfectly all right. Speaking at yeah, but it is. Uh, I, I I understand. I didn't attend the last year's one, but it was very successful. It's more around the you know digital content space. Uh, quite a r array of speakers. It's not you know all WordPress, and yeah, I'm I'm going to be talking more around uh, you know expanding your site or using WooCommerce in ways to help you you know monetize your content. But it's yeah, it's I would definitely check it out. I've I haven't spoke or done a presentation in person or whatever for a long time. So this was very stressful for me. So be kind when you see me be a talking head for 30 minutes because it was like freaking me out. Nobody <laughs> else to talk to. So it yeah, I would definitely um yeah, yeah, check it out. It's free. It's one day, it's not gonna take, you know, consume your life forever. And uh, some interesting stuff there. This is great. Look at this. There's a whole laundry list of people shooting across our screen. I should say the URL that I'm seeing on the page is impossible for me to give to you. It's just yeah. a string of pseudo random noise. But basically, if you go to events.wpengine.com and you search for Summit 2021, the date is, uh, ooh, it's like starting at the end of this week, June 24th, yeah, yeah. so in a, in a few days' so time. It's a one-day-only event, so it's just the 24th. Got it. Thank you and so you can much. join it, and I'll be there in the chat during my presentation, and you can tell me how badly I did or how <laughs> if I did okay. I'd appreciate any feedback. <laughs> oh, that's that's lovely. Um, I have just got one quick one. Um, have, have we got time for this? I don't think. Yeah, we'll do the. We'll just do one. If you're watching this on the screen, you're fine. But if you're not watching this on the screen, you can't watch it. It's just a robot. Check this little robot out. Look at it. Look at it go. I'm describing it. It's like this. It's like a little trolley with two wheels. I don't know where this is made, but it, it's got two wheels and it can jump. It jumps by sort of creating this spring action and then it flips itself over 
And I saw this and I just can't get enough of watching it. I've watched it on repeat about 15 times thinking, how would you, how would you make that? How would that, how is that even possible? I'm terrified about robots and things like that. Is this one of the uh, competitors in the Tokyo Olympics for the floor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should have a, an Olympics for robots. That'd be great. That'd be really fun. But uh, anyway, I just thought robot wars. Ro oh no 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 no! I mean, where literally you try to get a robot to run as a human across a hundred meters and do pole vaulting and all that kind of stuff. That would be quite entertaining. Surely, um, robots axing each other is and flame throwing <laughs> each other is more interesting <laughs> yeah, than that. Did you ever see years ago? And it's probably still going on. There are the there is this competition, this big international competition, where you can bring your robot, and you don't know the task, but it's got to do a human related task. So it might be get here's the robot, and the, the the robots all have to look like humans. That is to say, two arms, two legs, and, and a head, something like that. Um, and they put them in a scenario and you don't know what it is. So it might be as simple as getting out the car. So they just put the robot in a car. Now you program the robot to get out. It is so funny because 99.9% .9 of the time, the robots look paralytically drunk. You know, <laughs> they're just sort of trying ever so hard and then they just fall sideways. And they're, sometimes it's just reaching out and opening a door handle or something. And, the, you know, they get quite close and miss and then miss again and then miss again oh, and like fall you, over. Falling out of a car. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got time for. Um, that was a really 10 cent robotics. Is that what it's called? Robert, sorry, covered your face up again. They own half of Epic Games. Ooh, okay. That's where it came from. Right, that's it. We've got no more time for anything this week. I would just like to say a sincere thanks. That was a really enjoyable episode. Thanks to uh, yep, Bob thank Don. Thank you very much, guys. Yep, thank you for having me. Can I just mention one quick thing real quick? I've got yeah. to share this. I learned oh. a new word. I've been spuddling lately. What is spuddling? That's with two Ds. It's a 17th century term. To work ineffectively, to be extremely busy while achieving absolutely nothing. That has become my favorite word now because I find myself spuddling here and there. So I just had to share that. Spuddling is the ability to what? Protect, basically to pretend to work. Yeah, it's just being extremely busy and achieving nothing. And I found oh, myself doing that sometimes. So S-P-U-D-D-L-E. Yes. Nice. We've got a found... real problem for our for our title of the show this week now. We've got two yeah. serious yeah. contenders. <laughs> yeah, the spuddling ones. Spuddling winning. was come by you. <laughs> it's already winning. Um thank you so much. I forgot about that. I confess I missed it in the show notes. Thanks for dropping that in. And um thank you, Robert. Pleasure having you on um the show. We'd like to have you both back, I'm sure. Um Paul, we've got the awkward bit coming up. You Bob and Robert, you don't know this bit yet, but we don't know how long it takes for StreamYard to cut the stream when I click end broadcast. It's an indeterminate amount of time. I'm giving it the I'm giving it the constant J. It's J amount of seconds, but I don't know what J is. It's the indeterminate constant, and uh, here it comes. So we're going to wave, say goodbye for now. Bye, everybody, Thanks. and yeah, thank you. Bye bye.